You're listening to BSRN, Box Studios Radio Network. Now it's time for another Power Play Post Show interview exclusive. And welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. I'm always honored and uh, I'm very glad to have this next guest with us. He comes to us from the American Hockey League. He is their president and CEO. Um, he is Dave Andrews. Dave, welcome back to the show. It's always a great pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to be with you, Bob. Um, Dave, let's let's first talk about, uh, obviously, last year's Calder Cup champion, the Norfolk Admirals. What a great... Uh, what a great way to end the season for obviously the you know the city of Norfolk, the fans and the, the the team, and just what a great run they had. Can you talk a little bit about you know maybe even how proud you are even of that city? I know I talked to you after Binghamton won the Calder Cup, and you were very happy about that about that city long time coming. But you know Norfolk had a very great run and a, a really great season. Well, they sure did. It was uh, it was a storybook season in many ways, and uh, uh, certainly the you know the the winning streak at the end of the year of uh, 28 consecutive games. I think it was that they won. Yep. And, uh, it was uh, it, it gathered a lot of national media attention, uh, both uh, in the U.S. and in Canada. Frankly, uh, it, it was a an unheard of feat to think about a team in the American Hockey League with all of the uh, player movement that we have, and recalls, and injuries, and and. Uh, I think there were only eight or nine players that played in every game, and, and to think that uh, uh, John Cooper and his coaching staff were able to, uh, uh, to to just keep building on the momentum of the of the winning streak and take it right to the uh, right to the end of the season and into the playoffs was really remarkable. Uh, they had a, a terrific uh, group of players, and of course, uh, led by Corey Conacher, who was another uh, outstanding story last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see it very often to have a player who was undrafted and unsigned prior to the season starting. Uh, uh, coming in and, and ending up being the most valuable player and leading scorer in the league, and uh, you know led his team right through to the Calder Cup championship. So, I mean, he he was a great story uh, uh, all on his own, and then the the, the team story was uh, obviously terrific as well. And we were able to uh, uh, you know enjoy that throughout the uh, throughout the playoffs and throughout the regular season. So it was it was terrific for the league and. Obviously, for fans in Norfolk, it was really special, and uh, you know, I, I think the American Hockey League in Norfolk needed to have a run like that, and the fans responded. We had sold-out buildings uh, right through towards the end of the season and through the playoffs. It was uh, just outstanding uh, fan support. Dave, you've been around uh, player development for a very long time, and I, I, I got to say, Tampa had struggled for a while to have good teams in the American Hockey League, so to have these past couple years be as outstanding as they were for the Norfolk Admirals, um, well, actually for the Tampa farm system, it's very important, and it also kind of probably shows that uh, when when good things like that uh, happen, where you put a lot of effort, and you, you just manage your team very well, and you scout very well, good things like this can happen. Well, I do think they've scouted extremely well, and uh, Julian Breesbaugh, who's gone in there with Steve Eiserman, uh, they put together an excellent scouting staff and an excellent player development coaching team as well uh, in Norfolk, and uh, they put good players in there. I mean, they're 
the core players on their team last year certainly were, uh, uh, you know, were really good young prospects. And, uh, you know, right from the, the goaltending out, they had, uh, you know, the top defenseman in the league. They had uh, the most valuable player in the league. They had uh, two or three other players as forwards who certainly uh, would have been slated to uh, to challenge for jobs in Tampa Bay this year. So, you know, winning is uh, winning is one thing, and developing players is another thing, and they can go hand in hand. And I think in an ideal situation, uh, you want your players developing in a winning environment with uh, with good, solid veteran leadership and uh, and with great coaching. And I think they've put a put a system in place there that's really going to pay off for uh, for the Lightning in the long term. Going into the uh, the spring and summer meetings for the Board of Governors in the American Hockey League. What were the the main agendas? Obviously, we know about some of the rules changes, and you can talk about those, obviously. Video review is obviously something that people have been talking about for a few years for the American Hockey League. How important was it to finally kind of put it in place um, here in, in, in this level of hockey? Because there's there's other levels of hockey, including college hockey, who have uh, video review, but there's di- more different challenges when it, when it comes to bringing that type of um, rule change uh, to the American Hockey League. Well, I think it's important from a, uh, you know, more from a fan perspective and a, from a perception uh, uh, aspect than anything else. I mean, I think the number of video reviews that we will see uh, will be relatively limited, and I think that the number that will uh, uh, prove to reverse the decision or to change the decision will be even more limited. So uh, when you look at it from a sort of a, a cost-benefit analysis, it's been difficult to justify the expense of uh, I'm going to video review in the American Hockey League, and and yet uh, you have to get there uh, because it's uh, you know the perception is that you're not uh, as professional as you should be if you don't have it. So uh, we will have it going into this season. I'm glad we're there. Uh, I think the system that we have is a good one. I think it's uh, going to be administered uh, in the best way that we can uh, we see fit to do it. Uh, so that'll be a positive. I think we've we had a lot of things to do going into this season uh, that that really were. Uh, related more to our long-term strategic plan and to preparing for the potential of, uh, of a labor stoppage in the National Hockey League and how we would prepare for that. Um, but generally speaking, uh, I mean, really the only really significant rules change that we have is, is to uh, uh, test hybrid icing yes. for, uh, uh, for the National Hockey League, and we're going to do that through the first uh, month and a half or so of the season. And, and uh, as you know, hybrid icing is simply... Uh, uh, an opportunity for the linesman to pl- blow the icing plate dead uh, prior to touching the puck, uh, basically making a decision at the uh, attacking zone faceoff dot as to whether the defending player or the attacking player is likely to get there first. Uh, if it's the attacking player, the play carries on. If it's the defending player, uh, uh, icing will be w- called at that point, avoiding any uh, any contact in at the, at the board. So we'll see how it uh, how it works. I think so far through the preseason, we seem to like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know it's a player safety issue, and that's the only reason for uh, for even testing the rule. No, absolutely, and uh, I, it's one of the things that I, I think that when I've talked to a lot of the fans, they, they they also agree that you know something had to happen, something had to change. I think some people were worried about the flow of the game, and I don't think people are really going to notice that much of a difference when it comes to the to the flow of the game of it. But also there was a, there was a change of uh, handling the puck. Uh, why was that important uh, to change the rules on handling the puck? Well, it really was a that was an NHL rule change that we simply ad- adopted because uh, or adopted because we're you know we need to play the same rule book as best we can because of the portability of players back and forth to the NHL and 
I think the NHL general managers felt that uh, there were too many uh, face-offs where players were just tying up the opponent on the face-off and then reaching down and getting the loose puck and passing it back with their glove, which uh, which isn't what the face-off skill was supposed to uh, you know was supposed to include. So I think that was uh, you know that was clearly a, an NHL determination, and they didn't ask us to test it. They basically felt strongly about changing the rule, and they did it, and we followed suit. Dave, the um, the Hershey Bears are obviously celebrating a big milestone this year. Um, obviously, they're going to have a, an outdoor game, uh, uh, you know, in, in 2013 as well. Um, I, I know you believe in your hearts of hearts that every team is important to the American Hockey League, but how important really is the Hershey Bears to the health of, of this league? Well, I don't think they're crucial to the health of the league. We have 30 teams, and, uh, you know, the Manitoba Moose were pretty important to the health of the league, and they're not there anymore, and the league's even healthier than it was then. So uh, I don't think the, any one team is bigger than the, the, the collective group of the league. But having said that, uh, the Hershey Bears are uh, certainly one of our most historic franchises and one of our most successful franchises and one to which we can point uh, as, uh, as a success story that is uh, – really unrivaled outside of, uh, of sort of the original six in the National Hockey League. We're very proud of, uh, of the way that franchise has run and the success that they've had, and we're, we're looking forward to celebrating their 75th anniversary season and, and the outdoor uh, event that they're hosting in, uh, in Hershey, I think, will be a, a, probably a, a focal event, focal point for the league for this year. So uh, we're, we're very proud of it. We're, uh, we're excited to be uh, looking forward to helping them celebrate their 75th anniversary and uh, Clearly, the, the rich history of the American Hockey League is uh, very much rooted in and, and is displayed by the Hershey Bears organization, and, and it's, it's a class organization in everything they do. Um, obviously, I will see you at the All-Star Game in Providence, Rhode Island, and, and what a great place. Uh, I've I visited there now a few times uh, for uh, games there, um, and uh, I, I absolutely love going uh, to Providence uh, uh, your guys' selection to go there is uh, is just a really good one, at least in my opinion, and obviously still very local. I mean, it's away from the West teams, but uh, you know, obviously a lot of fans can still get to to Providence and uh, parta- uh, participate in uh, the All Star Game this year. It is a really excellent host city. We uh, we held our first uh, All Star Game of the of the recent era, if you will, in 1995 in in Providence, and mm-hmm. it was uh, hugely successful. And since that time the uh, Providence Civic Center has been uh, uh, completely renovated and it's, it's like a brand new building and, and obviously the city of Providence is a wonderful place for, uh, for fans to uh, have an opportunity to go and celebrate the game and enjoy the all-star events. Um, it's one of, the, one of the nicer cities in our league and uh, very easy to get to obviously from, uh, from anywhere in New England and if you're outside New England flying into Providence is easy or flying into Boston and commuting there is, uh, is easy as well. So uh, there's there's been uh, a tremendous fan response in Providence and in New England for the event. I think we're uh, you know we've sold more tickets certainly at this point than we ever have for any All Star game, and I mm. expect we're uh, going to be sold out for for every event there, and it'll be a a great celebration of our league, and we're really looking forward to it. It really is a celebration of the league, and and obviously a new Hall of Fame inductees, um, obviously, um, but it's a it's a great way to get this 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 league. You know, so a little bit of national exposure, but this year is going to be a little bit easier to get that, obviously, with the NHL lockout. You talked a little bit earlier about, um, obviously, uh, getting everybody prepared for a potential work stoppage. What kind of things went into having to be prepared, at least, uh, at least, at least in Springfield, uh, where you guys are? What, what kind of different things did you have to get ready for? 
Well, I think for the most part, uh, you know, the, the first thing that you have to do is, is recognize that there is the possibility of a, of a work stoppage in the National Hockey League and determine how that might impact our rosters and impact our ability to even play. So, uh, you know, we were well out in front of the 0405 uh, uh, labor disruption in the NHL, and, and uh, we've been well out in front of this one. And, uh, you know, we're not there looking to... Uh, uh, benefit from someone else's misfortune, but we need to make certain that we have done what we need to do to have uh, players assigned to our 30 teams and to make certain that our play is not uh, interrupted by a, by a labor stoppage in the National Hockey League, which we have obviously done. At the same time, uh, uh, once we've determined that our all 30 of our teams are going to be ready to operate, uh, the question is, are we ready to operate and take advantage of uh, of a different set of players that might be in our league and also take advantage of any media opportunities and television opportunities that might present themselves. And uh, where we are at this point is we know that there is uh, the first two weeks of the National Hockey League season has been, uh, uh, you know, essentially canceled. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we will be having uh, additional television opportunities in Canada and the U.S. We have uh, obviously probably 100 players or so that, normally wouldn't have been in our league that would have been in the National Hockey League and that's terrific for our fans and and we have the opportunity to uh, sort of be the focal point for the hockey media in North America and to some extent in Europe uh, for whatever period of time uh, you know the window is open to us so uh, we're well positioned to uh, to take advantage of that uh, we're hoping that the NHL and the NHLPA come to uh, uh, a new agreement and that the NHL gets back playing as quickly as possible because that's what's best for our business and What's best for our game and our players and our partners in the National Hockey League. However, we uh, you know we will gracefully accept the opportunities that are presented <laughs> to us, and I think for our fans all across the league, they're going to have a chance to see some players that they normally wouldn't see in the American League, and it's uh, it's going to be I think very exciting for our fan base. Uh, Dave, I've I've actually talked to some of the media members uh, around the league already. Uh, you know, preparing uh, for. Um, the obviously the upcoming season and everything, and and one of the questions I've asked him is, is it, you know, do you realize you cover the American Hockey League, but there's a little bit more pressure on everybody down here to kind of like shine a little bit better, and is there a little bit more pressure on everybody involved down here? I don't know that there's more pressure. I think there's there's uh, you know a sense of opportunity. There's an opportunity for uh, for all of us to. Uh, uh, put our best foot forward when we have this much exposure. I think there's an opportunity for our players to uh, uh, compete uh, against a slightly different player pool. I mean, our league is always a good league, and, oh, yeah. and more than half of our players every year play in the National Hockey League, so it's not as though uh, uh, it's, it's completely changing the game here. But, you know, our players are all in this league for a reason. They're all attempting to get a chance to move to the National Hockey League and, and, and advance their careers. And I think when you have uh, uh, you know somewhere in the area of 100 regular National Hockey League players playing in this league, it's uh, there's a benchmark for all of these uh, these kids to uh, you know to compete against. So we had a very competitive year in 0405. I mean, it was a chance for uh, a lot of players in our league to shine and to, and to play against Jason Spezza and to play against Eric Stahl and to yep. play against Zach Parise and uh, you know I think a lot of players in our league built their careers that year and uh, so. I don't know that there's more pressure. I think there is an opportunity here for us to, uh, uh, you know, move the brand of the American Hockey League, move the needle a little higher uh, in terms of, of public awareness of our league and perception of how good this league is. Uh, there's an opportunity for us to have uh, a fair amount of live television in both Canada and the U.S. that uh, uh, might not normally be there for us. And, again, 
it's a it's a question of whether you uh, whether you seize the opportunity or not. And I think that uh, we did in 0405, and we will again uh, for whatever period of time we we have the opportunity this year. I uh, Dave, I know you're a big hockey fan, but you're also a commissioner of a league. How tough is Gary Bettman's job to get something taken care of as quickly as possible? I know you can't speak for him, but I know you're a commissioner. I know you understand some of the things that he probably goes through. Uh, obviously, on his level, it's, it's, it's a larger scale, but uh, um, you're a hockey fan as well, I know, so it, it's kind of like one of those things going back and forth. Well, I think it's challenging for, uh, you know, for the commissioner. It's challenging for the executive director of the Players Association as well. I mean, you're, you know, both of those gentlemen are in leadership roles, and both of those gentlemen have uh, constituents that they need to take care of. And, uh, you know, at some point, I think we know hockey will be back in the National Hockey League. And the, the question is, you know, what will the business model be? And, um, you know, we're essentially, a, you know, a neutral party. We're certainly interested, but, um, you know, it's a challenging uh, it's a challenging job for both Don Fear and for Gary Bettman, and uh, I expect that they will uh, you know find a way to get to the uh, get to the end of the line and get to the goal here for both sides, and and hopefully put something in place that will be easier to work with uh, going forward, so that we're not uh, all of us in hockey are not faced with uh, you know another situation like this in the in the near term, and. Uh, I expect that that'll be one of the goals for both uh, both Gary and for Don Fear is to, to to get to a point in a new collective bargaining agreement that the long term uh, sort of sustainability of the of, of the business model is is in place. Be, uh, before I let you go, so a, co- a couple quick hits. Uh, talk to me a little bit about St. John's and Abbotsford, how uh, it went went last year, and uh, you know what 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 should we expect from them this year uh, coming up. Well, I think St. John's uh, had a terrific year. They were sold out in every game. They had a very competitive team. Uh, you know, that, that's a very strong hockey market and a strong AHL market and has been for a long time. Uh, you know, they had a, a brief hiatus with the Maple Leafs uh, leaving St. John's and moving uh, to Toronto to become the Marlies. And, uh, you know, they were so happy to get hockey back in, in St. John's. It was almost a uh, a, a, a micro, you know, a micro version of, of what happened in Winnipeg with the Jets coming back to the National Hockey League. So, we had a we had a tremendous success story there last year, uh, and, and their team advanced uh, right to the Final Four in the league as well. So, um, you know, it was it couldn't have been any better. And uh, other than for them, I suppose, and for their fan base winning the cup, but other than that, they just had a a year to remember. Uh, in Abbotsford, uh, we haven't had the same sort of AHL traction that uh, that we've had in St. John's. It's been a, a slow build there. Uh, they had a very good team there last year with the uh, with the Flames, uh, obviously owning and, and uh, operating the franchise. It's, it, they've, they've had a very good run in terms of the quality of play. Um, the traction in terms of fan support, I think, still uh, uh, you know it's very challenging to put a, a, a farm team of a different. Uh, NHL club into the into the lower mainland of British Columbia, which is really Vancouver Canucks territory. So it's uh, it's been a little bit challenging from that point of view. Uh, but having said that, we we have seen continued uh, growth year over year, and hopefully this year we'll see the same. Now, uh, lastly, uh, the Connecticut Whale, obviously. Uh, you know, there was an attempt to try to, I don't know if it was revitalize uh, hockey in Hartford, but there was definitely a change and a willingness to try to make an effort to maybe bring more fans in or bridge the fans that used to be Hartford Whaler fans and uh, with the, the Hartford Wolfpack fans. This is one of the things that most fans probably don't know about your job. This is a very delicate situation, and sometimes the commissioner has to get involved. How 
interesting was it this off summer? You don't have to always give me details, but how interesting was it this off summer with obviously, uh, you know, obviously the Baldwin's uh, pulling out and MSG and AEG all having to come together to keep the team there running this season? Well, first of all, I think it's important to recognize that the Baldwin's really uh, uh, did the league a, a service in in uh, becoming involved with the franchise and with the Connecticut Whale, and, and we did see growth in the fan base. We did see uh, an improvement in the business there over what it had been uh, uh, prior to uh, Howard Baldwin getting involved. Um, you know, clearly there were some challenges financially for uh, uh, for the Baldwin uh, Entertainment Group, and, uh, and I think that they've worked through some of those with, uh, with the Rangers and MSG and with AEG. But at the end of the day, uh, the Rangers have owned this franchise all along. Uh, they were leasing it to, uh, uh, to the Baldwins, essentially, and uh, that relationship just didn't work. So uh, here we are uh, uh, going at it again, and I think I'm hopeful that the fan base uh, will still be there. You know, the Rangers have put a really good competitive team into Hartford uh, every year for as long as I can remember. And I really do think that uh, that as the whale, they have gained uh, far more traction in the marketplace and, and uh, really had a pretty pretty solid year last year. So I, I think that uh, both AEG as the operators of, uh, of the building in Hartford and, and MSG as the owners of the franchise are looking and hoping to build on uh, on that fan support again this year. And uh, we, we think Hartford is a really important market and the, and the Connecticut whale are a really important franchise for our league. And, uh, you know, anything that we can do to help them uh, – uh, you know, grow the game and, and, and grow the stability of that franchise we're going to do. Dave, I, 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 I really do ask this um, sincerely. Can we come up with, not that we need any more awards handed out every year uh, by the American Hockey League, because we have a lot of awards, but very well-deserved awards. But if we're going to come up with one more award, I say it should be the Captain's Award, and it should be called the Ken Jernander uh, Award. Uh, he is one of probably my favorite players, if I could say that, if I'm allowed to say that, one of my favorite players in the American Hockey League, as long as I've been, you know, a part of it and, and watching it and, and whatnot, uh, you know, and now he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Ken Jernander and, uh, you know, what a, what a great guy and well-deserving? Well, Ken's, uh, your, your, uh, your taste in uh, selecting players that you like is obviously very good. Ken's a, a quality person and has been a very high-quality player in our league for many, many years. And uh, on top of that, obviously, has uh, become a very good coach. And, and uh, you know, Ken's career in the American Hockey League is most deserving of, uh, of being selected for the American Hockey League Hall of Fame. And we're excited to see him as uh, one of two kind of modern-era players, yeah. uh, at least modern for me. Uh, uh, going into the uh, the Hall of Fame this year, Peter White being the other, and uh, you know Peter played uh, played for the Cape Breton Oilers when I was the general manager there. I have a, a long history with Peter, and I was really pleased that the selection committee uh, uh, saw fit to put him in as well. So, you know, Ken Jernander and Peter White are, are both uh, really great players in the history of this league, and and uh, you know Ken is. Uh, we're fortunate enough to still have Ken actively involved in the league as a coach, and uh, he, he is a quality guy, and he's uh, the kind of guy that I think players are very fortunate to have as a coach in this league. He's he's been there, he's done it. He's a heart and soul player, and he's uh, he's a heart and soul coach. So we're uh, we're looking forward to the induction ceremony for Ken in in Providence in January. Absolutely, uh, Dave. It's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. I know I'll see you at the All Star Game, and most likely at the outdoor game, we'll both free, be freezing our butts off. Uh, but we'll be enjoying it, unless it's a winter like last winter, where we 
really weren't cold at all, you know, at least in Pennsylvania or New York State for that matter. So, um, But it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we always appreciate it. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll be right back right after this, right here on the Power Play Post Show. <laughs> 